Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. get into the message, let me do this. Let me just welcome you to Hope Center Sunday, right? Uh, so we're excited. So I don't know about y'all, but I am extremely thankful for our Hope Center guys and their families. Would you give it up to them? They have been such a blessing to our church. And uh, just in the short time that we've been in operation, we are just delighted. We're fighting with you guys and for you guys. And we have a little reception at the end in the fellowship hall. So all the Hope Center guys and families, if you'll join me right after service, I'm gonna run back there as quick as I can before second service and spend just a few moments with you. And we're glad you're here. We, we, um, we have been in this series about ladders. Now listen, I've already said this. I'm gonna say it again. I recognize that like when you put a ladder on the stage and you start talking about ladders, it's not like it's awe-inspiring. Like y'all aren't going home going, oh my word, he's got a ladder on the stage. I mean, this is like common stuff, right? Obvious stuff. But we've been talking about, even though that you should know how to use the ladder appropriately, not everybody understands that there are ladder lessons that apply to how you use one of these things. So we've been talking about these lessons. All of this stemmed out of this. Show that first slide, if you will. This uh, this happened, I don't know, how many years ago now? Four, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, I'm up here with Andrew, and I ask Andrew, because he's six foot gargantuan, and I was like, you climb the ladder. You probably don't even need the ladder. You can probably get up there without the ladder. But I made him climb the ladder, right? And, and I said, Andrew, we need to move this projector. I go back into this room and I hear a huge thud and I walk out and this is what I see. Disaster has struck. Show the next one. Uh, and so the, the, the devastation, Andrew ripped down half the ceiling. That little thing, hit, not that little thing, that big metal thing right there hit him right across the cheek. And so he is permanently ground in fact, we wouldn't let him come to church last week because the first week of ladder lessons, he looked too longingly at the ladder. I mean, I was watching him. He's sitting here going, oh, I want one of those. And just is like, you're grounded forever, right? And so we grounded him. It's a good thing that God has blessed him to be so tall because he'd never be able to reach anything because he cannot step on a step stool, a ladder, a curb, anything. He's grounded for life, right? Because he didn't know the ladder lessons. And so we begin to talk about this. So let me uh, jump into this. We've learned three ladder lessons so far. This one is not going to seem that uh, awe-inspiring or profound, but stick with me because here's ladder lesson number four. To go up, you have to move up. Y'all already done? Y'all, y'all done? Y'all aren't with me? Okay, I know it's not that profound, but, but to go up, in order for me to get up there, I have to move up, right? Ladder lesson number four, to go up, I have to move up. So you say, well, that's not that profound, except for this simple fact. It applies in every area of our life, because here's the truth. A lot of us talk about, in, let's start with spiritual life. A lot of us talk about this. We, we, if I ask a show of hands right now, most of you in the room would say, I want a deeper walk with God. The only dilemma is, is that you continue to hang out on the low rungs, expecting to get the experience and the encounter and the relationship with God up there somehow, but you make no move. So I want more of God, but I don't do any more devotions. I don't get any deeper in his word. I don't pray anymore. I don't fast because I like to eat. And so I don't go to church as much as I should. And all of a sudden, from way down here on the lowest rung, we continue to talk about, I want more of him, but we make no move. 
Oh, it's quiet up in here. So it applies in our physical life because I know, I know we're about to hit January and we're going to make all these New Year's uh, lies to ourselves. Like, I want to be, uh, be, be more healthy. I want to be more in shape. I want to get swole. If you don't know what swole means, don't worry about it because you ain't getting there anyway. So, 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 so I want to I wanna make all these changes and we, we're on the low rung and we go, I need to be more physically fit. I need to be better in shape, but I never go to the gym. And I never work out. And I, when the hot sign's on, I still pull in. Somebody, pre- I'm preaching right now. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, yeah. So, so the anointing hits and the hot sign just happens to come on when I'm driving down the block. And I pull in. And so I, I hang out on the low rungs wanting the benefit of the top rung. So, so it happens like this too. I need somebody to applaud for me. I, I, I want to be on stage. I, I want to be the next thing. I, I want to show people how gifted and, and, and anointed and talented I am. And from the low rung, low rung, I'm talking about all that, but I won't practice any more than I used to practice. And I won't take any lessons. And I won't get a mentor in my life to show me what I need to change and help me to get the character that I need in my life to, that keeps me on stage. When my anointing gets me on stage, my character doesn't keep me there there and I need somebody, but I'll never make that move in from the low rung. To move up, to go up, you've got to move up. Anybody with me? Doesn't sound that profound until you start breaking it down. And so, so, so we must do that. We've got to make a move up. So I told you last week that uh, I was trying to discern in the body how mature you are spiritually speaking, because for most of uh, our churches in our, in our little group that we work with and that we're partnering with, they're, they're spending a whole month about what I'm getting ready to talk about right now. So I have discerned that you're more spiritually mature than that, so I could just take one Sunday. So we'll see. We'll see if I was right, if I was wrong. Because the one area that I see that is more glaring in this, this truth right here, that, 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 that glaringly is true than any of the other areas, is the area... All right, hold on, of our, come on now, stay with me, don't check out now, it's not time for a coffee break right now, is the area of our finances. Okay, so, so this is what I have watched happen and continue to watch happen. Most of us, if we're, if we're not careful, what we do is we stand on the low rungs when it comes to our finances, and we start quoting all the, the passages of Scripture and claiming and believing, literally believing, exercising faith that what's going to happen is that God is going to give us all the blessings that are reserved for the higher level while we hang out on the lowest level. Okay, I knew. See, some of y'all were with me until I started talking about money. I, I tried to do it, so now I got to back up and spend a whole month. Listen, I'm just telling you, I've watched this happen over and over and over again, and we quote, and we're claiming top-level scriptures for, from low-level places. And what I just need to inform you of this morning is this, this truth right here, and it sounds simple, but I just need to tell you that increase is linked to increase. There's this principle in the Bible called the, the principle of sowing and reaping. You don't even have to read the Bible to know that principle. All you got to do is plant something. Plant some flowers. Plant some oranges. Plant some crops and you recognize that you reap at the level that you sow. And so I want to see if I can help you today because my goal is to get you to that level of blessing and the only way I can get you to that level of blessing is to get you off that rung. Because to go up you got to move up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Paul encourages the church in Corinthians in this area. I want you to listen to what he says. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Here's what he says. He says, listen now. He's bragging on them. He says, you do well and excel in every respect. In other words, Paul's saying, you guys are the bomb. You got this thing figured out. You're doing so well in these areas. Then he begins to name them. He says, you, you're, you're excelling in every respect, in unstoppable faith, so they're excelling in their faith. He says, you're excelling in powerful preaching, so they're getting that part right. He says, you're excelling in revelation knowledge. You're getting more and more understanding about what God is and who he is and what he wants to accomplish in your life. He says, in your passionate devotion, so they're more devotion, more devoted than anybody else. They're excelling, they're growing in all of these areas. Then he says, and in sharing love that we've shown to you. So now he say, he's bragging on them. You guys know how to love people. You know how to get along with people. You're, you're showing, you're representing, representing Christ well by loving others. Are y'all with me? Because then he says this. He says, so make sure that you also excel in grace-filled generosity. Another version says it like this. I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. So now here is Paul. He's saying to this group of people, you're doing so well in all of these other areas. You're, you're knocking it out of the park. You're hitting home runs on faith. You're, not, you're hitting it out of the park on, on revelation, on Bible knowledge. You're more devoted. You're sharing love. And then he says, but there's one other area I need you to go. come on up higher. To go up, you got to move up. And so Paul says to them, I need you to learn how to excel in the gracious act of giving. Uh, he recognized that in order to be blessed at the highest level, that you've got to, 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 in order to get the best that God has for us, we must be a people that are moving upward in generosity. That's why uh, in, in Philemon's life, he addresses this. In Philemon chapter one, verse six, he says this. He says, I'm praying that you will put into action. Here it is. Listen to this very carefully. I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith. As you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. He says, I'm praying that you will begin to put into action the generosity that is foundational to your faith. That is founded in your faith. That is birthed out of your faith. So in other words, Paul is literally saying to Philemon that when we stay on the bottom rung of the, the, of the level of, of generosity, then we reveal lack of faith. I knew I wouldn't get no help. Paul says to Philemon, look, buddy, if you hang out down here, then you are revealing a lack of faith. Could it be that the truth of the matter is this for us today? When we are unwilling to excel in the act of grace-filled giving, that literally what is taking place is we're making a faith statement about our trust level in God. I don't really believe that if I excel in this area and give more, that what you will do is in turn meet me and begin to pour out blessings in my life that are, uh, that are reserved for those that are moving up. So, so, so what we do is we lack faith. We lack faith. We're not really convinced that God is able to do what he says he's going to do, and we're not sure that he will take care of us if we climb higher. 
So my, 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 my goal today is this. I want to help you climb higher. I believe there are three levels on this ladder that we need to see and also uh, evaluate as we see them where we are in this climb because I want to make sure and I want you to evaluate and ask yourself this honest, very honest question. Are you excelling in generosity? Are you, are you climbing? Are you moving up the ladder in generosity? So, so I need you to stay with me. There are three levels. Here, uh, here I'm going to help you. This is just to help you, help me. we got to learn this together. So here's bottom rung. Can y'all see that? Y'all can't see that. I'll tell you what it says. All right. It says tipper. All right. That's the lowest level of giving. All right. So, so a lot of us are right here. Uh, so some y'all know some of y'all know how tipping works. Tipping works like this: if you have a waiter or a waitress that does a good job, you respond in kind, right? So some of us are treating God like this: we we only respond to Him and we're only generous when He has done something for us. It's random, it's sporadic, there's no scheduling to it. It's when God has done something for me, I will do something back for him. Now listen, it's not very generous because I'm not going to give him a lot. I'm just going to tip him. I'm going to tip him at the level that he, oh, come on now. So, so we hang out at the lowest level. Then this is what we do. We begin to claim high level promises like he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on me that I cannot contain. If you've been in church more than three months, you've heard that, that quoted out of Malachi. That is a higher level blessing that we want to stay in the tipper realm and say, God, I'm binding you by your word. I'm, de I'm putting demands on your word. I'm trying to make a withdrawal on your word when I haven't made a deposit that's necessary to get that withdrawal out. That doesn't work at your bank and it doesn't work with God. You've got to recognize that if you hang out at tipper level, you never get high level blessings. Some of y'all been just tipping God. There's no sacrifice involved. There's no generosity involved. It's God, if you do me right, if you bless me enough, then I might consider tipping you because you've done a good job. It's the lowest level of giving. So some of you need to climb. Here's, here's level number two. Y'all going to get excited about this level because some of you are here. And a lot of you have been here a long time. Yeah. That's, that's the tither, right? The, the, so so the, this is, is mid-level giving. Some of, that's something I got to break here this morning is to think that that's the highest level of giving because it's not. But let's get here. Mid-level giving is this. 10%. It's the Old Testament concept of bringing my first fruits. 10% of all my income, I'm going to bring it, and I'm going to bring it, like the Scripture says, to this local storehouse, right? Y'all know, okay, y'all understand the tithe, right? It's 10%. It's scheduled. It's systematic, right? So this is mid-level. So some of y'all going, I ain't in the Old Testament. Cool beans. Because Jesus in Matthew chapter 23, he says, don't neglect tithing. But if, you're, if you don't want to be, I ain't under the law. I've graduated into the New Testament. Cool beans, buddy. Let's move on up. Because in Acts, the, the standard is this. They sold everything they had, and they brought it and laid it at the feet of the apostles, and they distributed it equally. Some of y'all just need to be happy that God's just asking for your tithe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mid-level giving. 
right? It's scheduled. It's systematic. It's this understanding. It's another level of generosity. I begin to understand that God has blessed me, and because he's blessed me, now, from this position, Malachi says that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so you can make claims to that scripture because you're living at that level of giving. So, so it's mid-level. It's mid-level. The result is this. God will bless us. God gets in the mix. We are basically saying this to our money. I refuse to allow you to be my master. I refuse to allow you to take the position of Lord on my heart. I've already submitted my life to Jesus as my king, my ruler, my, rule, my, my Lord. And so now because I've done that, Jesus is my Lord. You can't take the throne of my heart. And I command you to bow down to Jesus. So I bring 10% and I lay it at his feet. Here's the dilemma. This is where most of us stop. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we were either taught as children or when we first began our relationship with Jesus that this was a mandate on our life. Can I just tell you the truth this morning? Although there is more faith involved here to live on the 90% instead of the 100, there is faith involved here. Can I tell you there's generosity involved here where, because our heart is moved in thanksgiving to God. But can I tell you the truth about the tithe? It's not yours anyway. <laughs> Go back and read Scripture. God says, when you don't give him the tithe, you're robbing him. So the only way I can rob from somebody, steal from somebody, is if I'm taking what belongs to them. So the truth about the tithe is, is although it is a higher level of giving, the honest truth is, is you're not doing anything other than giving back to God what is already his. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's generosity here, but it's not at the highest level. Eugene Peterson says this. He says, many people don't think they can give generously because they've never tried. <laughs> so I just wonder maybe if the reason that we lodge here and never get to there is simply because it's so unknown and so foreign to us that we don't even know if it's possible. We're not even aware that there's another level. Because some of y'all been tithing since you were like born. Seriously. I can still remember I was rolling, buddy. I was banking. I was making a dollar a week in allowance, a buck. I was high cotton rolling. I'm talking like I had a bankroll of $1 bills. And from the time, I don't know when we started that, when I was four or five years old, dad, would, dad and mom would start handing me a dollar every week when I did my chores, because I guess they were tipping. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, uh, so, 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 now I'm playing. It was an allowance. It was an allowance. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, no, con yes, condemnation should have been 10. I was worth more. Never mind. So, 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 so I get a buck and they taught me. I've been doing this all my life. First fruits, first 10 cents. Wasn't mine. I can remember, oh, this is off. I'm chasing rabbits now. I can remember going to TGNY. Anybody remember? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I got some old, okay. Uh, TGNY was this store, kind of like Walmart, and they had this uh, uh, automatic gun that went... <laughs> I still remember taking my little can full of dimes because I always got my dollars broken down into dimes. Why? Because I had to have a dime to be able to pay my tithe. The dilemma is, is this, we get stuck. 
And so we stay here and we never experience God's best. So let me take you up higher because there's a, there's a, come on, touch your neighbor, say, come on higher. Get up, come on, come on up, come on up higher because there's another level. There's a, there's a higher level of giving that we need to get to and everybody's freaking out about right now. But my name's not Andrew. I'm all right. So, so I don't have feet as big as Andrew's. Lord, help me now. I bragged and I'm going to fall right on my, you know, face. And anyway, so I don't know. So here's the, here's the highest level. Total. That's the high. This is where the highest level of blessing is reserved. This is open-handed living. This is where God, I've come, I've come to this understanding. Everything I have is yours. It came from you, and if you want it. So now I operate at this new level of giving. So we go back to the idea of Job, where Job recognizes that everything that he has is of God, from God, belongs to God. So now he comes to this place in his life where he's able to say this, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because my level of, of giving has nothing to do with what I have. It's about who gave it to me. Are you with me? So, 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 so we move beyond, here, here it is, this is the level most of us never get to. We move beyond systematic scheduled giving. And now we climb beyond just tithe. Here we are, here we are. Listen, foreign, foreign territory. Most of you have been here for 15, 20 years. Foreign territory up there. That's where we move to this, tithe and offerings. Okay. In other words, it's a willingness to give when it hurts and when it doesn't. It's a place where we put all of our own desires on the altar and we, we approach our Father and we go, you know what, uh, all of my own dreams and desires, I put them on the back burner and what I recognize, God, is that you've given me everything I own, everything I have. My paycheck's not from Dell. My paycheck's not from Paycom. My paycheck's not from Burger King. My paycheck's not from Alliance. My paycheck is not from any of these places. Everything I have is is birthed out of your goodness towards me. Every good and perfect gift comes from heaven above. So now they're just the channel. Now they're just the means necessary that God uses to get it to me. And I graduate into this level where I say, you know what? He owns it all. So now I will give it all back to him at a, no, a drop of a hat at a moment's notice. If God wants it, he can have it. Because if he gave it to me, then he must be wanting me to use it to expand his kingdom. And I believe that the highest level of giving is also has reserved for it the highest level of blessing. You need to go back and read the story of Job because you find the illustration of somebody that lived way up there. And so when he lost it all, he didn't have to worry. When he had it all, he didn't have to worry. When he lost it all, he didn't have to worry because he recognized if I'm living open-handed, if I lose it all, God will give it all back and some to spare. Yeah, yeah. So y'all ain't clapping much because you ain't never, most of you ain't never lived there. You say, well, Steve, you're talking about amounts, right? No. In fact, I want you to hear me. This has nothing to do with amount. This has to do with sacrifice. Not equal giving, equal sacrifice. All I need to do is take you back into Mark chapter 12 and you see Jesus. You see, y'all don't think Jesus cares about our money. Jesus was standing at the offering box. Go back and read your Bible. 
He wasn't like watching from the back. He was up like standing over the usher's shoulders. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to stand at the back, and when we take up offering, I'm going to stand up and see what you put in. No, that's what Jesus was doing. I'm not going to do that, but that's what he was doing. He was literally watching as they gave their offering. And it says that this little widow came up who didn't have any much. In our estimation, she didn't have much. She's living on welfare. She's, she's getting food stamps. Whatever the lowest level of society is, she was there. And the Bible says that she took two mites and she gave everything she had. And Jesus goes, you know what? She's not tipping. She's not tithing. She's way up here in the stratosphere of open-handed giving and living where she recognizes that everything she has, even if it's just two mites, belongs to me, and she's willing to give it all. And so now her story will be told until I come back again because she's living at a level that most of us have never experienced. She's living where she's given it all. It's not about amount. By the way, I'm scared of heights. I just realized, I just remembered. It's not about amount. It's about sacrifice. Multiple points of contact. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is that you've got to operate at a higher level. Paul says this. He said we should excel. The word excel means to do or to be better than. Who? Who who do I need to compare? Like, okay, tell me who the highest level of givers in this congregation. So I'm going to call your name. Those that are giving the most, I'm going to call your name. Get you. No, he's talking about we don't compare against one another. We can, we compare against what God has done for us. He says we should do better than. Better than who? Better than we've been doing. So where are you? Are you excelling? Are you stuck? My prayer is this, is that God will bless you at the highest level possible. But let me just tell you, some of y'all asking us to pray, God, please bless them in their finances. And I just want to be honest with you. We're wasting our prayers. Because I can't pray you to the highest level of blessing if you're going to live down here. You cannot get to the highest level of blessing living on low-level faith. So to climb, here's the deal, you got to start, right? If you're going to, so I said, to go up, you got to move up. The only way to move up is you got to start. So, so I'm not even sure that it's even logical or wise to assume that someone who's never even started to climb is going to just jump up to there. How do you get up there? You start down here. And then you traverse. You don't get stuck. Some of y'all been stuck right here too long. You don't stop. You continue to climb. That's the only way. You've got to traverse all the levels and get there. So you got to start. So if you quit climbing, that's called stuck. So you got to make a conscious decision to climb in small steps. You got to come to this conclusion and understanding God is the source of it all. And therefore, my response is I'm going to start climbing. So I'm reminded of this, uh, this uh, story about Rick Warren. Some of you may not know who Rick Warren is. Rick Warren wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life. How many of you have read The Purpose Driven Life? Okay, look at that. Even in this congregation, uh, some of you have read that. That is the second best-selling book of all time, only second to the Bible. Let that sink in. Think about how many copies of that book he sold. 
He didn't write it thinking that it would do that, but he wrote it. And it's the second best-selling book of all time. Think about the financial implications of that. Out of nowhere, this guy named Rick Warren, who was pastoring a church, finds himself getting royalty checks that would blow our minds, right? I mean, he's like, who's the best-selling uh, artist of all time? Prince? I don't know. It's like Prince on steroids. You think about the amount of money. So all of a sudden, he's opening his mailbox. I doubt it came in the mail, but you roll with me here. And he's opening these checks. And so he is wealthy overnight. Like wealthy, wealthy. And somebody asked him, one of his friends came to him and said, so pastor, what are you going to do with all this money? And he, he said, I'll get back to you. I'm going to pray about it. One week later, he came back to his friend and this is what he said. He said, I've decided, number one, I'm going to do a couple things. First of all, I'm going to start uh, two foundations with this money. The first one is this. I'm going to use a, a portion of this money to help pastors around the world that are hurting and broken. Then he says, I'm going to start a second foundation, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the resources that God has blessed us with, and we're going to begin to help orphans that are orphaned by the AIDS, HIV uh, pandemic that swept the, the, the world. And he started dealing with orphans. Then he goes, then what I'm going to do, check this out. He said, he'd been a pastor at Saddleback for 20 years. He says, I'm going to pay back every penny of my salary that the church has ever paid me. And I'm not going to take any more salary from this day forward. Then he says, and I'm going to become a reverse tither. And his friend said, what in the world is a reverse tither? And he said, I'm going to give 90% to God and live on 10%. And some of y'all in here right now thinking, man, if I had that kind of money, I would do that too. Like if I could win the lottery, because I know some of y'all play it. If I, could, if I could just scratch off the right number, if I could hit the right crypto, if, I could, if the stock would go up, if I could sell it, then I would live like that. No, you wouldn't. Because you're right here. And the reason, see, y'all don't know the backstory. The reason that Rick Warren got there is not because he was here. The reason is, here's the backstory, what nobody knew was that he'd been moving up the generosity ladder all his life. In fact, on the day that he and his wife got married, they made a decision. We're going we're gonna to tithe 10%. Oh, so we're at middle level. And then they said this. After the first year of marriage, we're going to give 11%. Second year of marriage, they moved to 12%. Third year of marriage, do you get in the picture? So that by the time that he wrote the book and got the financial windfall, he was already, he was living a life of generosity so that God could trust him with the blessings that are reserved for up here because God knew he wouldn't stay on the first or second level. He could trust him at the highest level of blessings. So God blessed the reason that Rick Warren and his wife were so generous is not because they got rich. It's not about amount. 
It's about the fact that they had already graduated and they were living up there. And I just want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you to evaluate and to assess where are you in this climb? That's what God's guarantee is all about. In your seat, there's a card. It looks like this. I want you to grab it. I'm going to explain to you what it is. It is this concept of starting somewhere. You say, well, on here it only talks about 10%. I recognize. But let me just help you this morning. Some of you aren't even here yet. And you got to start somewhere. But many of you are already moving up. And that's what this is about. God's guarantee is about saying, you know what, God, I'm graduating in my giving and I recognize I'm going to put you to the test. There is a blessing reserved for the people here that I want to be a part of. So over the next 90 days, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a full 10% of my income back to the storehouse so that the church can have a lot of money. Come on, y'all know us better than that. We've been here 15 years, you know better. That's not what this is about. This is about getting you blessed. I'm not trying to get something from you. I'm trying to get something to you. So, so, so God's guarantee is this. If I haven't started, I start. If, I, if I've already started, but I'm not here, because some of y'all need to graduate today and move up. You need to move up here, understand. Put God to the test for the next 90 days. Well, I don't make much, okay? It's not about amount. This is about faithfulness, gratitude, generosity. And we say this, over the next 90 days, we'll give a, in a way that can be tracked, offering envelope online, and here's our guarantee. If God doesn't do what he said he would do, because God's not a man that he should lie. If God doesn't bless you, all you got to do is come back to us and say, you know what? Didn't work. And we will refund every penny of it without any questions. But here's my challenge. This is the third year we've done this. I've got, I've got email after email after email of blessing after blessing after blessing. Not all this money, other ways that God blesses us. I'm not telling you when you start this that all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning and your bank account's going to be full. I'm just saying you're going to be blessed. All right, so I've got, I've, got, I've got testimony after testimony of people that moved to this level that God is now blessing. But let me just challenge you. Some of you have been here three years. Some of you have been here longer. And some of you have been stuck right here. I want to challenge you then that God's guarantee for you is not about 10% anymore. It's about moving up. So I just want to challenge you to really pray and think about, God, what level do you want me to give it? Maybe this year's your 12% year. Maybe this year's your 20% year. Maybe this is your 90% year. I don't know. I'm just asking you to climb. And so here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pray over you, and I just want to remind you one more time to go up. you got to move up. And I'm going to pray over you, and, I, I, and I want, in the prayer, I want you to ask God, what should I do? If you're not giving anything, some of y'all, some of y'all never go to a restaurant without paying because you know you end up in jail. But some of y'all coming in here every week eating. Some of you coming in here tipping. Some of you coming in here and tithing. We all need to get to total. So it doesn't, it's not about. I just need you to pray and say, God, where am I? Let's be honest. And then at the end, when we take up our regular tithes, we always call it tithes and offerings. I want you to take this card and drop it into the offering bucket on your way out. And our staff is going to pray that whatever level you land on, that God will open up that level of blessing for you. I'm going to be honest with you. If you say, I'm just getting started, I'm not going to pray 
that blessing for you won't work. But I will pray that as you start the journey, God will begin to bless you at the level of your generosity as you excel in generosity. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to pray for you right now. As we pray, I just need you to simply ask God, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Let's pray. Father, we're on a journey. We are literally on a journey together. We're trying to excel in every area. In this body, I have witnessed as people have excelled in their devotion. I've watched as people have excelled in their ability to share love. I've watched as people have excelled in their faith, their knowledge, their revelation. And I've watched us be very generous in the past. We're not even approaching this as if we haven't been. We've done some incredible things for your glory and honor. But I'm asking you to take us higher in this climb so that we can unlock blessings that are reserved for those that give at that kind of level so that we can see things happen in the natural that we've never seen before simply based out of obedience and sacrifice. So Father, I pray over each person under the sound of my voice in this room and online. I pray that we would evaluate where we are on this journey. Father, if there's somebody in this room right now that has not given anything, I pray that you would allow faith-filled generosity to rise up in their heart and they would begin to give at some level as a testimony of your goodness and your faithfulness. Father, for those of us in the room that are just tipping, just haphazard, throw it in when you've done something for us, I pray that you'd help us today increase our faith level so that we would learn to live at a tithe level so that you would open up windows of heaven and bless us. I pray blessing on the tithers in this room and the tithers online. God, I pray that you'd open up windows of the, the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that just boggle their minds as we operate in faithfulness. But Father, I also pray this morning that you would allow some of us to graduate to the level of total where we will give you everything, lock, stock, and barrel. It's yours. And we will submit in that area of our life to you. And God, I'm praying that you would do things that we've never even dreamed of. Your word declares that you can do exceedingly abundantly above everything that we can ask for or even imagine. And I pray that that kind of blessing would be opened up to those who graduate and continue to climb towards a place of total abandonment where you own everything in our lives. We give you praise for what you've done in our lives, the blessings that you've already given us, the miracles that we've seen operate in our lives over the past few years as we've honored you this way. And I pray that you would just rip the roof off the place and allow the Holy Spirit to bring blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. I pray that you would do this in Jesus' name. Everybody grab your card, grab a pen. Where are you on this ladder? So this talks about 10%. When you write your name and information down, you say, why do you want our information? Because I'm going to write you letters of encouragement over the next 90 days. I'm going to share testimonies with you over the next 90 days about what God is doing inside our body. As you write your name down there, you can, if you want to, you don't have to, you can indicate where you are on the ladder. Just getting started. I'm a tither. I'm moving up towards total. Or maybe you say, I'm there owns it all. I'll give it all. And you can drop that in the bucket. I'm going to give you just a second, then we're going to shift gears here because today's a special day. Just take, your, just take a moment. 
Jason, I want, uh, on this, I want to pass buckets here in just a second. This, what we're getting ready to do is not related to this in that it's not tithe, it is offering, but we're going to do this a little different. We're going to take up a special offering this morning in just a moment for Hope Center. And I want to give you time to respond on this first, and you'll hand these in as you go out with your regular giving at the back. As I mentioned, as we were getting ready to start, this is Hope Center Sunday. It's a very special day. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to get involved or experience um, interaction with our Hope Center folks, please, please do yourself a favor. Get to know them. These some good dudes. These some good folks. And we're warring with them and fighting with them and for them. And God's doing some great things. So I've got a big announcement I want to make. So would you watch this video real quick and then I'll come back and we're going to take up this special offering. That's the that's the wrong one, Tari. Let's do the uh, the the Hope Center one at the end of the message. There, sorry about that. We'll come back to my good-looking son here in a minute. There. So is the video going to work, Tari? Okay. So let, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, live. So this is the big announcement. This is our new Hope Center house. Yeah. All right. So um, if we close at the end of this month. Let me just show you what God's doing. So they've been over here as many as 10 guys in this little house, two houses over. If y'all want to see what that looks like and experience that, okay. Uh, it's tight. It's tight because it's like th four bedroom, one bath. It's tight on well water. It's tight. But this is what God has done. We are moving after the first of the or end of the month, probably first of December in there. We're moving in 5712 Northwest 36th Street, which is less than three miles from here. It is five bedrooms, eight baths. They say amen. Hope Center guys, you're all gonna get your own bath for, for at least one week. All right. And then it's 8,559 square feet, not counting that big building out back, I want you to look at the lot, how deep it goes. There's a lot of things we're going to be able to do with that. When it's all said and done, we believe that it may be one of the largest hope centers in America. We think, I think Jeremy told me we, we could potentially hold 34 guys in this house. And so God has been faithful, and you play a massive huge role in that, and I am thankful that you're doing that. Now, here's the deal. When you get a house this large, we've got, what, right now, eight guys in the house, nine guys in the house. we got to expand how many guys we can get in the house. And so that's what this special offering that we're going to take up right now. Ushers, if you would come, if you brought a Hope Center offering, get ours ready. Uh, this is to help us get guys into Hope Center, help the ministry of Hope Center. And so if you would, I'm asking you to give generously to help us populate this house. It takes 700 to get a guy in the house. Some of the guys can pay it. Some of them cannot. And we are partnering together with Hope Center to make this happen. And together, we're going to fill this place up, right? I'm, I'm already asking Jeremy to find another. Come on, you got to get us another house. We need, we need a, I, we're going to have Hope Centers, not just a Hope Center, right? And so God is doing some great things, and we just want to participate. I thank you for your generosity. And together, we're changing the lives of men. We're impacting their families, and it's a good thing. Andrew, would you come and close us today as they give? Thank you so much for your generosity and listening to me this morning. God bless you as you go to new levels.
it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.